it's Warhorse and Warhorse's pal Boner. And we're here to tell you that you're listening to the uh, Rough House podcast with Marty and Kristoff. You know, Marty the Mangler and uh, Kristoff the uh, Jack. Uh, no, I don't want to say that. But I'm glad you're here. Glad you're ready to listen to this shit. Clean out your ears. Shut your mouth. Open your eyes. Because it's time for that good, sweet podcast. Behold, a podcast for the ages, recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task, complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Kristoff. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode 317. Yeah. On 319. Yeah. And we came this close. I know. This I know. close. <laughs> to pulling it off. That's why I had to retweet episode 316 on 316. Oh, hell yeah. You got to. Uh, <laughs> hi, I'm Marty. I'm Christoph, and uh, Stone Cold E.T. is in the corner. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have some Steve Weisers. Oh, okay. Reese's so pieces, I guess. Quick, quick sidetrack on, on Steve Austin. Yeah, I don't even it, know why. This is a pro wrestling oh, podcast, yeah. and hello. Go ahead. I don't, I don't know why it's Steve Austin because it's more of a, a Hogan type thing. We haven't sure. really done too much with Austin in this show. But Young Rock stopped trying to to cast people who even looked remotely like the wrestlers they're trying to play on this show. It's gotten to the point of porn parody, how bad it is. It's oh, pretty, wow. It's pretty fantastically terrible. Like the guy who was Mick Foley does, sounds like him, did a pretty good job uh, emulating Mick's voice. But until the Dwayne character said mick i was like oh <laughs> that, that's who that is i let, see let me let me see if i'm because i have very little connection to young rock like the most it's not I've, a good show but we've you know it's like the third season we've watched them yeah, so yeah, far you're, so we're you're, just you're like, in like i'm in yeah um let me see if i can find a photo of the uh young rock mick foley uh, google image search is literally just showing me mick foley. Uh, mick foley oh yeah. hang on well um, now this is the mankind image. This oh, just okay. straight up looks like abyss. Uh, yes, yeah, <laughs> and, and the mankind was much better than without the mask. Oh, uh, I, I bet. Well, yeah, um, but yeah, they they they've stopped trying. Um, it's 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 not a good show, but I it's it something already... we watch while we eat dinner. It's just like on the background sort oh, of thing. Sure, sure, but I. I th- not just totally bullshit my way through this entire uh, 60-ish minutes here. So See, I couldn't sleep. Lopper just felt like they were trying to put a, a square a peg wrestler in a into hole. it. Like, yeah. 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 Like, who could you be? Who was yeah. around in this era? You yeah. know? Oh, I'm curious. Cindy as Lopper, the- of course. Right. Clearly. <clears throat> I mean, to be fair, she was around in that era. She this was. The was. Wrestling connection and everything. Right. But I don't think Rocky Johnson was in WWF. Oh, no. Time. The time frames are, are wonky yeah. at best. And I will <laughs> say, it's been a while since Dave Meltzer went on a good lengthy awkward rant mid wrestling observer radio about the timeline the first (laughs) season or two yeah definitely he would he just gave up at a point it was just like he's right to own reality at this point look dave's got enough going on enough newsworthy things to talk about and write about with many unnecessary words yes then focus his attentions on young rock 
and I'm even, you know, embarrassed to even commit three minutes on this show uh, to it. But uh, <laughs> but here we are. And yeah, it's just pretty bad. Do you think, you know, this this is actually probably a, a, a bigger question overall. I'm not going to say Young Rock had anything to do with it. The timing is suspect, though. But do you think that Dwayne Johnson has completely diluted his brand worldwide? Uh, if he hasn't yet, he's dangerously close. He's yeah. uh, walking on the razor's edge here. Yeah, uh, the, the Black Adam thing definitely, definitely lost a lot of goodwill on that one. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it definitely took some of the shine off of him. Not just because of the performance of the movie, but more crucially, how he handled it. Yeah, that, that's yeah, that's definitely the the bigger side. And honestly, like, you know, he wasn't great in Black Adam, but I think that's kind of just the character. Kind of, I'm, I'm not familiar with Black Adam, but he kind of. So that's the problem. <laughs> Black Black Adam is not designed to carry a movie. Black Adam right. is the He's, villain of right. Shazam, right. and from what I remember, fifteen plus years ago. The original pitch was not to turn this into a Black Adam conversation, but the original pitch was Dwayne was going to be Shazam. You know, like the kid would become Captain Marvel Shazam. Yeah. And Dwayne would be that. Okay. And then it turned into, well, maybe he'll be Black Adam because they had the same hairline. That's I think that was literally the conversation, (laughs) especially at the time, you know, uh, Dwayne, what, 2007 ish. Mm-hmm. He had like the, that widow's peak, yeah. And Black Adam very much had that, you know, almost Namor the Submariner level of like widow's peak, yeah. And they were probably just like, oh, that'll work. And at some point, it got subverted into Black Adam is going to be an antihero and his own movie. Yeah, no, that's that's not the way to go here, guys. Yeah, it it makes no sense. Because Congrat- c- congratulations on nuking the DCEU. Yeah, just. Just thinking about that in retrospect, no slight to to what Zach Levy did in the first one. Yeah. I've not really heard much of anything about the second one. What I've heard hasn't been very good. Like, even the reviews I read were just like, I don't know why they did this, but it was a movie that happened. (laughs) You know what? That's a a Sunday afternoon after I finish recording the podcast. Uh, I'll throw it on and enjoy Dame Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu in crazy comic book costumes. That's what that movie is. Exactly. Exactly. But, uh... Thinking about Dwayne Johnson, circa 2007, yeah, he would have been really good in that role. Right. Yeah. And it would have given him a franchise, and it would have, like, I don't know, it would have had a spark to it. Yeah. But instead, we've been trying to push this, you know, hierarchy of power bullshit, and, and that is <laughs> in tandem with the XFL, in tandem with the tequila brand, in and the tandem Rock. with... Young Rock in tandem with the blow up of him not being in the Fast and Furious universe anymore. Right. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know, man. The fact that he was still at the Oscars last weekend defending Black Adam to press. <laughs> of course. Like, you got to work the gimmick, brother. I, I get it, but, but is it that hard to just go, you know? Yes. The people who enjoyed the movie enjoyed the movie. I'm proud of the work we did. And, you know, I, I wish James Gunn all the best. Like, literally just, like, eat your humble pie and move the fuck on. But Gunners no, he's never still sitting there going, I... oh, you know, critics <laughs> go in there with their with their pre, uh, pre-existing pre opinions. And the, the fans who this was really for really lo- like, 
Fucking hell, man. Let it go. No, man. Hard sell forever. Until the day he dies, <laughs> he'll be saying, we should have had three more Black Adam movies. I guarantee. Yeah. And I, that's not to say I haven't enjoyed Dwayne in some stuff. I mean, you know, he's proven to be a competent at best yeah. uh, actor, you know. Yeah. And he's had some high profile, you know, he was fucking in a Disney movie. You know, that's a big, uh, that's a big deal. It, um, that is true. And he was very good in it. Actually, he's been yes. in a few Disney movies that he was good to decent in. Well, yeah. But like a main DC animation, like, oh, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. massive product project. Right. Um, you know, the Tooth Fairy and, you know, the game plan aren't really ones that I'm yeah. counting. Well, I, I, yes, I, I, was, I was saying uh, Jungle Cruise, which was definitely a mixed bag. Oh, God, I forgot that existed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, man, that movie wow. was just a hat on a hat. Let me tell Whew. you. Um, that was a chore. But you know what? While we talk about people who are perhaps a little te- too self-aggrandizing and pushing themselves <laughs> in ways that they shouldn't, let's hit this button. The World Wrestling Federation. For I segue King. I bow to you. <laughs> so, this week on SmackDown, Chris. Oh, boy. I'm very, very proud to tell you. Cody Rhodes oh. put together the friendship once again. Oh, he, he he's he's well, well, first he solved racism. He solved racism. And, and now he solved the the bloodline Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens uh, situation based on how they framed it. Yes. Oh, delicious. <laughs> so, so this week on Smackdown, we finally had the big reunion between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And of course, just a few moments after they're shown hugging each other in the ring to a big reaction. It cuts backstage to Cody standing at a three-quarter view and just smiling, nodding his head. <sighs> Way That's, to go, Cody. You did it. Here's yeah. another feather in the cap that you got from your father, Dustin. Dustin. You, <laughs> you Leonard Nimoy'd the shit out of this. Congratulations, <laughs> Cody. But you didn't do anything, <laughs> didn't I? Didn't I? <laughs> uh, now, granted, that image also opened up a world of memes to the internet. Yes. It turns out it's really easy to cut out the video of that. And Mm -hmm. people were inserting different things. Uh, So I look forward to Cody smiles longingly at the television being an ongoing thing here. But remember this a few weeks ago, I said, they're fucking this Sami Zayn thing. Oh, it's been fucked at this point. Oh, it's it's been cockied and laid out and just uh, five ways from Sunday, man. Yeah. Because it's not even going to main event the first night of Mania. No, there are people no. pushing for it to main event the first night of Mania, but that is going to be the Charlotte zone. The the, the Sami Zayn story <clears throat> got fucked so bad, it went from the top page of Pornhub to, like, page 10 that you have to go through <laughs> to, to find it. That's how. I don't know, man. Sometimes it's where the hidden gems are. <laughs> I don't disagree. <laughs> but. But. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Um, just a... Uh, just a sad bit of business. You had the hottest guy in professional wrestling, but fucking special boy Cody with a special boy elevator and a special boy pyro and a special and boy countdown to Cody and his, yeah. all of it. Well, you know, his dad's Dusty Rhodes. Did you oh, know that? What? what? <laughs> Did you? Were you aware of this? <laughs> what? <laughs> I know, right? Crazy. Uh, who knew? Did you see the Effie quote about Cody Rhodes this week? I did not. Um, I don't even know how it came up in an interview. 
uh because he was if he does like to talk he does uh bless him for it because <laughs> yeah. he's a messy bitch who loves for drama at <laughs> yes. least for drama rather um yes. he Same. he said that he respected cody rhodes he said shout out to a guy you know he did his thing and then he went to the indies Latched himself right on the hottest thing on the indies, <laughs> grabbed all the guys for Ring of Honor, made them produce a show for himself, then took them all to another company that they built around him, and then he fucked off and he's getting the WWF title. <laughs> I mean, where's the lie? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but goddamn, like dead to rights on that guy. Uh, yeah. Yep. It's just, it's, it's, look, I'm sure Mania will be a fun show. On sure. paper, it, it, it's looking like a, I mean, they're doing Thank some, you. they're doing some wild shit. Fucking Edge and Finn Balor are having hell in the cell on just a random night of Mania. Like they're doing a hell in the cell at Mania. Yeah, they are, and it might be because this is the original pitch. It hasn't been announced yet, but the original pitch was the return of Demon Balor against Brood Edge. So this might be some fucking cheeseball shit, and I can't oh, wait. Oh man, okay. I mean. Sure. All right. Yeah. I okay. I don't know. I don't know. It's I don't know. <laughs> Are they gonna? All right. So they're doing two nights. Yes. Yes. If they can keep each night three three and a half hours, I think tops, they can pull that off. Hmm. You say that now. I I say that. I admit. Yes. You know. I don't know. I just I can't say I'm excited. For anything at WrestleMania at this point, there, you know, on paper, again, there are some matches that could be good to great. You know, I think putting Charlotte and Rhea Ripley in the headlining spot in night one really gives them a chance to go out there and, you know, prove what they mm-hmm. could do. I mean, obviously, Charlotte had the, the opportunity in that triple threat uh, at 35 or whatever it was, um, yeah. which, you know every it had we not been burnt out by an already eight hour show yeah uh, the crowd might have been a little more into it and had the finish not been botched it would have been even a little better sure um but i think you know ripley kind of really reaching the pinnacle of her uh you know ascent here and charlotte kind of has been there and maybe teetering i don't know i haven't really been paying attention too much to what she's been doing but Uh, i don't hear as much about charlotte as i used to is what i'm saying uh well she she very much is in her fuck it i'm a champion mode right now i gotcha she had an absolutely slapdick (laughs) match with uh, shotzi (laughs) week before last um Mm. where i'm pretty sure part of the match was underwater based off of their movement and uh (laughs) james cameron film it uh, yeah he 60 frames per second. It looked yeah? weird. Okay. Um, right. <laughs> and Shotzi did not uh, get anything from Charlotte in terms of being made to look good or even okay. Charlotte gave a fuck. So, you know. I see. Tip of the hat to Charlotte for learning from the Brock Lesnar school of fuck it, I'm getting paid. I mean, she is a flair, right? True. She is a flair. <laughs> I mean, it's kind she of embedded in her DNA. Um, but right now, uh, the only matches that are officially pushed for either of the two nights yeah everything else hasn't been formally announced uh so night one is seth rollins and logan paul okay that could be fun spectacle match sure uh logan paul is definitely punched way above expectations i've been on record saying i've enjoying what he's done so far that i've seen yeah um and he's willing to do stupid things like a flying nothing with ricochet in the middle of a royal rumble so fucking let's go uh and night two is of course gonna be headlined by roman reigns against cody rhodes there are people speculating 
that Roman might win. And if that happens, I will laugh and laugh. <laughs> and laugh. There's absolutely zero reason why that should happen. He hasn't beaten Bruno's record yet. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> was a different era yeah but you know what it's time to be the head of the head of the head jesus of the christ table. why don't they just do their creative accounting and just change it you know i mean i i think they've actually counted this reign as one long reign even though he lost the belt briefly so of course they have you know there's that they, 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 they write themselves whatever the fuck they want man they're the green lanterns of uh pro wrestling booking <laughs> whatever pops into their stupid mind they manifest and and make it work <laughs> And weirdly enough, they're scared of the color yellow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, unofficially, of course, Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley supposed to be on night one. Um, the rest... oh, that's not official? I thought that was official. Uh, that's just Dave saying so? Dave saying so. Uh, it hasn't gotcha. been announced on television. Um, but uh, everything else announced so far, not assigned to specific nights. Uh, Bianca Belair defending the Raw Women's Championship against Asuka. Okay. Could be fun. Sure. Uh, Bianca's very, very talented. Oscar like fucking both of rules. Them. Like, yeah. Uh, I will say if Bianca loses the women's title at Mania again, that's that's kind of a pretty fucked situation for yeah. her. Well, she's had it since SummerSlam, right? Um, or has she lost it? You know what? I think you're right. Point. I think she she got it at SummerSlam. I remember. No, I, I remember her winning because she beat Becky Lynch at SummerSlam. Because yeah. I watched SummerSlam. You, you did uh, watch SummerSlam, bless which you. is odd. But yeah, not like you. Not live. <laughs> it, was, it was on the cock. Yes. Um, Brock Lesnar versus almost uh, almost. Excuse me. Almost uh, a wrestler. Yes. Uh, they had one spot on Raw this week, and it got botched horribly. And it was an, it was Brock trying to do an F five to almost. Uh, it's something like that. Okay. <laughs> it just went real real bad. It was like they had one bit. Of physical interaction to do, and they could even do that. Did he so, dead weight him? Did almost dead weight him, or is it just he, he's okay. just a large motherfucker? He's a large motherfucker who's all limbs. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. he's not a big motherfucker <laughs> like the Big Show or Braun King Kong Bundy or yeah. He is a lanky motherfucker. He's kind of the opposite King Kong Bundy when you think about it. Yeah, yeah. They're, in they're, terms of body type. He's, He's King Kong Bundy was like yeah. thick and compressed. Yeah. Uh like um like Gimli. Yes. Essentially. Yes. And then you've got uh, you know, Saruman. Uh, oh, I was gonna say <laughs> the fucking Ent Omos. Yeah, oh yeah, there you here. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Treebeard Omos. He's he's just a lot of limbs and, Don't uh, be hasty, Brock. <laughs> and after being Both in... characters, John Reese Myers. There you go. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> John Reese Myers also playing the role of Omos. At Mania this year, <laughs> and still found time to shoot in these five. <laughs> I'm not gonna um, lie; like out of everything I saw in that the, that trailer, I was like, "Oh, oh, Salah's back!" And I got very excited. <laughs> that was it. That was what got me excited in that trailer was seeing John Reese Davies. Please continue, almost. Um, we've got a triple threat for the Intercontinental Championship as Gunther Walter defends against Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. That should rule. Okay, yeah, yeah. Although, I like a big horse fight. Choppy horse fight. Although, really uh, how much Drew has fallen. Well, I mean, you know, chosen one. Uh, yeah. Uh, Austin Theory defending the United States Championship against John Cena. That's right. Which, oh boy, I don't know how that's going to go. Theory oh, is fine. He's, yeah. he's perfectly adequate as a worker, but 
John was in full on bury this kid mode. So <laughs> we we will see. Um, Trish Stratus, Lita, and Becky Lynch against Damage Control of Bailey, Dakota Kai, and EO Sky. Okay. Um, I don't know if we're going to need a defense of the women's tag team titles uh, over the course of the weekend. They're currently no. held by Lita and Becky Lynch. Oh. Um, so. Doesn't sound like it if they're in a triple threat one night. I can't imagine them getting two nights, uh, two matches in. The, in. I could see them doing that with Becky, but Lita is the <laughs> X factor for me. Cause yeah, after she breaks her neck on night one, how's exactly. she going to compete on night two? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the aforementioned Edge, Finn Balor, Helen Cell. And then we're going to have two Fatal 4-Way WrestleMania Showcase Tag Team Matches. One for the women, one for the men. Um, the only team announced so far is Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez teaming up in the women's WrestleMania Showcase match. This oh, wow. is your traditional annual try to get break. people on the card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what is interesting overall, though, is there's been some behind-the-scenes uh, hubbub because traditionally, WrestleMania is the weekend where everyone gets flown out. Yeah. Even if you are... Access, press, yeah, you know, access, everything. Press, battle royals, all yeah. these things. A lot of people are not being brought in. <laughs> no, but they want to pay for all those expensive LA hotel rooms. Right. Actually, they don't even pay for them. They pay for them themselves. Fuck that. I, I think I think Mania Weekend is, uh, outside of international travel, one of the few times that uh, WWE pays the bills. Gotcha. Uh, then, yeah, that tracks. But... I also think that's a sign of some things to come for some folks. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, Start I, getting your affairs in order. I I know Gomez Adams apparently isn't running WWE, but <laughs> it certainly seems like he could be running WWE in some uh-huh. regards. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I would not be shocked if there is a, another bloodletting right after mania weekend yeah 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 so and then they dance the babushka <laughs> yes yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, i was a visual uh, gag for an audio medium join the patreon you get to see me do the babushka it was for, it was babushka. perfect um, babushka babushka yes. yeah you know we know we know what a babushka um, is. in other news from wwe this week uh john cena put his foot directly in his mouth uh oh um, I saw something about this. Yes. Uh, John Cena. It was about Vince, right? Uh, yes. Uh, uh, he did an interview with the AP talking about. <laughs> Not even like E, the no, AP. Yeah, the Associated yeah. Press. Uh, he did <laughs> an uh, interview um, talking about, uh, you know, everything going on with his career, whether it is, you know, the, the DCEU stuff or. Of course, coming back to professional wrestling, yeah. he's asked about Vince McMahon uh, and his really enjoy watching. Right. And that's what it comes down to is what, you know, you could remember a lot more that happened in misconduct allegations. I just came up with something. I'll, I'll hit you with in a minute. Go ahead. And John said, and I quote, no, I mean, everyone has the right to have their perspective. I have the right to have mine. When you love somebody, you take them as imperfectly perfect as they are. We all make mistakes. We all have poor decision. Lord knows I've made my collection of poor choices. That doesn't mean I'm not going to love somebody. There's no way I can go on record and say I don't love Vince McMahon. What you could have done, John, is said (laughs) no comment. Very, very, yeah, yeah. yeah. Much much easier to say. You don't need to talk, John. You don't need to talk. You just 
go. I'd prefer not to comment on that. Obviously, I know John owes a hell of a lot to Vince McMahon. Sure. And sure. I mean, on what he said technically is true to a certain extent. So he's not, you know, uh, oh, wow. I almost said something. I don't know. Vince never physically, you know, strangled somebody to death that we know of. So he's not, uh, you know, in, in. Oh, wow. I'm starting to sound like John Cena. All right. I got to stop this. Um, look, people do fuck up and you yeah. certainly still have the capacity to love them. However, when you're However. talking to the, uh, you know, one of the top two reporting uh, agencies in the world, maybe don't, you know, kind of brush what he did under the table and say, oh, it's just a little minor mistake here. Yeah. Everybody makes mistakes. Yeah. Just fucking say nothing. <laughs> what he's angling for, though, however, is I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. So uh, they are going to do a surprise match night two at oh, WrestleMania. Shit. Oh, OK, shit. I, I got I got some dirt on this. I, I know some people at the I inner mean, workings look, know, at WWE. Uh, we've got a few Kevin Bacon numbers backstage. Yep, only a few only a few away here. So I heard what I heard is that uh, instead of uh, Roman and Cody are going to uh, curtain jerk and uh, go on first, kind of like. Oh, uh like Seth and Brock did at 35. Oh, shit. And the main event of night two at WrestleMania is going to be John Cena. Uh-huh. Uh, turns out neither. Uh, yeah. But it was a new show on the uh, Turner Prime. the Lifetime. And it's going to be James Gunn on a pole match. <laughs> Soon, because uh-huh. uh, Mercedes Monet... Uh, right. Tweeted to Kenny Omega that hopefully gets to see you in a ring. See the what are we calling it? The JGDCU. Yes, <laughs> yes. We will actually see if the hierarchy of power can change yeah, the Gunniverse the DC universe. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> well, while Wig Wigwam plays John Cena to the to the ring, <laughs> and he does his dance down the ramp. <laughs> Tell me you would not fuck with a live. Peacemaker dance. At Are you kidding me? Fuck yeah, man. That'd be great. That'd be great. I would not be in Eric's kitchen getting wings at that point. No, no. You'd be fucking doing cartwheels in his living room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> You're right. I broke Marty. <laughs> I'm okay. Uh, I, 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 uh, dear listeners, you probably noticed I have a very fried voice today. Uh, due to last night's super art yeah, rasp so, and sexy man so my my apologies for not having my usual tone and tenor sound um, great no thanks chris I, you uh, look better oh shucks <laughs> anyway let's transition from me looking better to something on paper that maybe doesn't look so great guys transition the new japan cup 2023 uh, is now almost at its final stage. Yeah, we had semis this morning, right? Yeah, we had semis this morning. We're I had a semi this morning. <laughs> Good for you, man. <laughs> Past 40? You know, that's a self-high five right there. <laughs> Go ahead. Chris is literally red right now. He, just, he popped himself that hard. Uh, it's been a weird tournament up to and including Will Ospreay probably fucking the intended main event for Forbidden Door 2. Well, what happened? What did he do? He did he watch the finish? Shoulder. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, on, uh, I believe it was Wednesday, uh-huh. he and Mark Davis had a match in the quarterfinals. Yeah. And, um, 
Osprey fucked up his shoulder like three quarters of the way through. Uh. Osprey still won. They did the finish, but uh, it was ruled that he could not continue in the tournament. And Mark Davis would be continuing on in his place. I say Davis wrestled this morning, so that was yeah. uh, curious. I see. Yeah. So uh, I don't know the severity of the injury. It was enough that they took him off the rest of the tour and everything. We probably want to rest him up for for June. So yeah. Um, but uh, not not a great sign. Shoulder injuries. The the thing that's so fucked about them, and you know anyone who's had a shoulder injury can attest to it. But it's you can see it through the years in pro wrestling. Is like once you fuck your shoulder, it's fucked forever. After surgery, yeah, you will continue to have this weakness. I mean, yeah, yes, everyone in pro wrestling gets hurt. They get injured. They have pain points, usually the joints and whatnot. But like shoulders, even after surgery, are not at 100%. Like, you, yeah. you're at 100% of what the surgically repaired version is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and for a guy who prides himself on his level of performance, that is a, a massive wrench in the gears. And I, I know they were aiming for Omega Osprey 2 to main yeah. event. Um, As well they Door should. 2 was announced, you know, this week to be in fucking Toronto. Right. Um, so uh, definitely a bummer there. But uh, what is dumbfounding if you had taken a look at this a year ago is the finals of the new Japan cup is officially set up as of this morning between Sonata. Oh, okay. And Finley, right? And David Finley. Okay. Uh, David Finley, now a member of the bullet club. Yep. Uh, he will be going against a newly heel Sonata who turned on LIJ this week after defeating Tetsuya Naito and joined just four guys, mm-hmm. the Taichi, Takamishinoku, uh, Doki, uh, and, Doki Kanemaru. and Kanemaru group. Yeah. Um, so now they're just five guys, which made me want a hamburger when I read it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bacon, cheeseburger, uh, mayo, barbecue sauce, grilled onions, lettuce, jalapenos, and fried onions, please. Is that your normal order? That's my go-to every time. Oh, single patty or double patty? Marty. I, 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 I want to ask. I just want to know. Look at me. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> See, my go-to at the Five Guys, for those who are wondering, and I know you're on the edge of your seat. Wondering. Oh, yeah. They're dripping with anticipation. <laughs> uh, the moisture I, levels through the roof. I did a little cheeseburger. Oh, I look at the little guy here. I did a little cheeseburger. No bacon? Uh, no, no. Uh, bacon. Uh, ketchup, mayonnaise, and pickles. Keep it simple. Okay. Keep it simple. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. I'm not a. I'm. I'm typically not a ketchup on a cheeseburger type guy. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I'm not a big ketchup fan. Ketchup is, is for fries, not. And if I have a choice of barbecue sauce to dip mm. fries or a fried potato type situation in, like a tot, say, um, I go barbecue sauce over ketchup every time. Not a not a huge ketchup fan. Interesting. Well, taking a look at where we're where we are now yep. with the. <laughs> Uh, New Japan Cup. Whoever's winning is going against Okada. Okay. Oh, God, Sonata and Okada again. That's what I'm asking. Like, do you go with the ketchup of Sonata Okada, or do you do a little twist? Some barbecue sauce. A twist. Of David Finley Okada. I mean, mean, it's it's a fresher matchup, no doubt. And if you're strapping a rocket to Finley, I mean, this is how you do it. I I don't think they're going to put the title on him. No, God, no. Um, 
it's it's a definitely a different matchup. But if now you put Sonata with these other guys and you want to, you know, make them mean something, well, a first change their name, uh, and then b, you know, you have them go up against and have a good showing against uh, Okada there. I mean, again, I, I don't Sonata will never be IWGP World Heavyweight Champion at this point, um, in my humblest of stupid opinions. But um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's just. That's just kind of, I don't care about either match. So, <laughs> so well, yeah. maybe we can get into some pro wrestling that you do care about. <laughs> dig into all things AEW this week, which mm-hmm. uh, gave us a lot to dig into. So let's let's start with the first big news of the week, which uh, broke... dark elevation on Monday, match through match. Let's go. <laughs> This broke a little bit after we recorded last Saturday uh, that AEW and Warner Brothers Discovery are finalizing a deal for their third weekly pro wrestling show. (sighs) Intended to be titled AEW Collision. Okay. Uh, The rumor is that this will be airing Saturday nights at 6.05, because of course it will. Um, Now, if it was Collision... It's just something that popped in my head. If this was like a combo ROH versus AEW show, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then I could, you know, at least make some time to watch the first couple episodes to see how it goes. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. as of right now, Saturdays at 6.05. I know it's a historic time, Saturday night, whatever. Um, that's not really something I go out of my way, will go out of my way to watch live. Yeah. Uh, so, you know. Eh, okay. I mean, I think the important thing in all of this is they have to. I would love okay, your your your. I was going to say your tone is leading me to believe that you didn't enjoy it. Uh, but like, yeah, you look at the difference in importance between right. Dynamite and Rampage, and it drops down pretty hard on Rampage. Yes, yeah. Rampage was a show that CM Punk made his return at. But yeah. Subsequent to that. It's been did he make show. did he make a single appearance after that on Rampage? Uh, he, he made two or three, but okay. again, not a lot. Yeah. Um. But you know, what is this collision show going to be? I. <laughs> this is why I produce people at the Nerd Fight shows. Uh, <laughs> like much like they had in the you know prime eras of WWF and WCW, it may be a recap show. Oh, like Mania was on Saturday mornings. Exactly, exactly. Where you know, maybe can we there's... get Todd Pettengill? <laughs> hey, he's out there. Is he still working at PLJ in New York? Come on, I don't think go. he is, but he's still got terrible no? hair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, Google image search Todd Pettengill post WWE. That is some wild fucking hair. Um, I I don't think that's a bad idea. It, it'd be a fun little sampler to get people into the main shows. Maybe like they record a match for Collision. Right. But uh, on paper, you know, I, I don't know what they're really going to achieve with it beyond the fact that they will now have television on six, seven nights of the week. Yeah, that's uh, first of all, that hair is terrible. Uh, <laughs> secondly, <clears throat> I mean, I love me some AEW, but fuck, man. Yeah. I know you got to get these guys reps, too, but not everything has to be televised. Yeah. I'm, and granted, three of the shows I said they have a show on every night of the week are streaming. But Dark Elevation on Mondays, Dark on Tuesdays, yeah. 
Dynamite on Wednesdays, yeah. Ring of Honor on Thursdays, uh-huh. Rampage on Friday, uh-huh. and now we're going to have Collision. Oh, shit. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so that is just happening for funsies on Wednesday. Yeah. Okay. So that, that starts at the end of the month, and it'll be 10 o'clock right after Dynamite. So that's what three, five, seven, eight, nine. How, is that Ring of Honor one or two hours? Uh, it's been more toward two hours. Ugh, okay, so it's like thirteen-ish hours a week of yeah, twelve to thirteen hours. Yeah, not happening, brother. Pretty I have crazy. a hard enough time getting Dynamite and Rampage in for this show. You know, and half the time, like this past week, only because I was up super early yesterday. Yeah. I was like, this is the first time I've watched Rampage. Plus, it was a Ray Phoenix Will Hobbs match I wanted to see, yeah. um, and Garcia uh, Brody. But um, yeah, this is the first Rampage I watched. I think in a month and a half. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and I will say, tip of the hat to AEW. This is probably one of the better Rampages, not just in ring. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it, but not just in yeah. ring. But story progression, like things that were important, happened during the show. Yeah. Hopefully, they will recap those things on Dynamite to make you maybe want to watch Rampage. But oh well, you know they. Uh, if you if you look at the the wrestling Twitter, they love to bring in people that nobody's ever heard of and call it a dream match for whatever reason. And oh they boy, to, dude, fucking Raj Geary is like the most annoying wrestling troll. Uh, intentional? I don't know. Is the problem? Here. Ah, gotcha. Soraya defeated Sky Blue. It argues with them at, with random people at such great length it puts Meltzer to shame. QT Marshall <clears throat> whirlwind dunking on Raj Giri this week is the oh, most I missed that. I've ever appreciated QT okay. Marshall. I'm looking that up now. But go ahead. Yeah. Um, but all that being said, we had an absolutely fucking killer dynamite this week. They were live in Winnipeg. Big crowd. And... They started in a way I did not expect, which is considering all of the big time matches they had on the card, uh-huh. they kicked it off with MJF's rebar mitzvah celebration. Yeah. And in all of the best ways and some of the worst ways, this felt like a big time. D- did any? It was just an, a no, no. It was it was just him uh, destroying people. Okay. And not just because of the promo train, um, or at least entrance train, uh, <laughs> and then subsequent promo train. Yes. But, uh, which I think was a better format for that type of thing. You know, have everybody do their intros and then do the promo train. Yeah. Um, but yes, continue. I, I, I agree with you 100% on that. So MJF comes out. He's uh, flanked by multiple women, uh, makes out with one of them, who is uh, indie worker uh, Salazia Sparks. Who uh, used to work Ring of Honor for a while? Never heard of her. Um, he has this whole rebar mitzvah. He's making fun of uh, the Canadian fans, saying that Sean was always better than Brett. And my understanding is FTR bald ran himself through a wall when that was said. Um, he talked about how uh, he's part of the only re- the only religion that matters, and also he lost his V card during his first bar mitzvah. Um, which I mostly love the shout out of because. Dave Meltzer took a moment to explain what V-Card meant oh, God, in the Observer Dave. this week. I mean, granted, uh, present company excluded. Uh, I'm sure a fair number of people who subscribe to Meltzer's newsletter still have theirs. But hey, not just someone on this side of the conversation who subscribes to the Observer, 
but got thanked by name in the prior week's observer. There you did, yeah. Thank you guy. very much. There's my guy. Did you print <laughs> it out and put it on the wall? God damn, I should. <laughs> I'll buy a buy one of the physical copies he prints. Oh my god, he actually does that. He still people still get a physical copy of the observer every single week. Is it like bound by anything, or is it just a printout stapled and then just yeah. uh, in a stapled in, in the envelope. middle because it's like a you know actual folded laid out newsletter oh it's actually like late it's not just print it's, it's actually there are there photos and stuff in there uh no photos but it's actually like laid out in column inches and everything yeah huh yeah some people still like that shit man i mean think about the people nah, they're dying off who are into pro wrestling <laughs> and then how many of them are like pro wrestling should not have changed at all in the last 40 years they yeah definitely get it on paper <laughs> <clears throat> gotcha 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 anyway the cornets of the world um, Hava Nagila played. Yeah. A bunch of people came out right from the back with a How's there never been a wrestler named Hava Nagila? I mean, that's a great <laughs> name. I feel like there had to have been a jobber who, <laughs> uh, who got unnecessarily murked by an angry German. You think, you think Barry Horowitz once pitched the idea of coming out as Hava Nagila? I mean, it was his entrance music, so might as well, right? You know? Um, but, uh, the best part of this, of course, was Taz started singing along to Hava Oh, Taz. Uh, and as this is going on, Jungle Boy's music hits. Still needs new music, but yeah. that's okay. Uh, Tarzan Boy really doesn't underline Doesn't fit anymore. <laughs> like, no. it, it was a good gimmick, but, like, him ending his gigantic, you know, hate-filled bloody brawl with... Christian and then Tarzan boy playing yeah. really, really did not help the moment at all. Yeah. And if the, if the argument is the crowd's into it, well, then write a new song that or license another song that's great and yeah. fits more to his character now that the crowd will be into. Yeah. It, I mean, it's just the, the, you can do this. It's possible. The way that theme music felt, especially uh, at Revolution. Remember when the uh, the the coffin dropped and there was a little bit of dust? Yeah. If a bunch of a, of balloons floated up that just said the word <laughs> congratulations in multiple yeah, colors, yeah, yeah. Like and a rainbow, that, that is what this felt like. Showed yeah. up from above, yeah. Uh, so he comes out, Jungle Boy comes out. He grabs a mic, and he gets about one word in. Yeah, with Sammy Guevara's music hits. Yep. And at this point, I'm going, "Oh fuck, are we doing the pillars thing?" Yep. I think we're doing the pillars thing, because Sammy comes to the ring. He's got a mic, and as soon as he starts to talk, Darby's music hits. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Here we the fuck go. Yeah, each to their respective corner. Yes. And the crowd is collectively losing their shit. Yeah. As much shit as we talk, especially in recent memory, about many a baby face. (sighs) He's a moron. Perry, too dumb. Yeah. Can't, Can't take the moment. There is no greater proof of what they've been able to accomplish since October 2019 than this segment. Yeah. Because you had four guys all under 30, all seen by a very hype, very filled live crowd. Yeah. As credible main eventers. And at that point, they hadn't even said a word yet. 
Yeah, smart to do this in a, a town where you're first time appearing, you know, that's because uh, the crowd's going to be extra hot. And, you know, Winnipeg, home to more than a couple people on that uh, on the show that night. So they're going to be triple hot. And this was the, as the opening segment. Yeah, this was this was the right, right way to go. Um, and then, you know, they proceeded to do the promo train, yes. um, you know, which, you know, and as much shit as I talk about JB and uh, and Sammy and their lack of you know, uh, being able to form a coherent sentence. They both did very, very well here. Yeah. Um, Jungle Boy cut a promo. Now, everybody was a little shooty, and we know how I feel about that. But yeah. uh, I will say I was not as offended as some people online. Um, Wait, because, people were offended? Of what? Um, they felt like Jungle Boy pointing out that MJF does not work Rampage buried Rampage at a time where ratings are not great for Rampage. And to that I say, remember how much we made fun of Triple H not working on Tuesdays, up to and including on television? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and, and MJF's retort about saying he's smart and he just works as much as he needs to. And look at me, yeah. I'm world champion, so it's paying off. Like, that works for me. Yeah. Um. So, Jungle Boy talked about their history, talked about how he's on all the shows, he busts his ass. But MJF is talking for 20 minutes at a clip when there are people who would just kill for a minute of screen time. Fair um, argument. MJF talks about how he's a star. Guevara cuts him off and says uh, <laughs> that he will turn the rebar mitzvah into a recircumcision, which I don't know if that was a, a great line, but the crowd liked it. So yeah, 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 yeah. We got Ooh, dick there. jokes. Let's go. Yeah. Um, and Sammy talked about how hard he worked. He did say he was supposed to be the job guy for the inner circle. Yeah, I didn't love that. And the bump guy for Jericho. Yeah. Probably should have picked the job guy one, because at least that could be seen as, like, in kayfabe. Oh, he has to do all the lower level jobs right. for yeah, yeah, the inner yeah. circle. Oh, yeah. Not, He's the Bushi. Inner yeah, circle's Bushi. Fall guy Sammy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And at this point, the crowd was really getting into him. So, of course, Sammy pivots on a dime and goes, but all these stupid Canadians will never understand me. So yeah. bravo there. He he realized, oh shit, I'm getting over as a baby face. Yeah. I need to turn this. And then uh, Darby Allen jumps in. John Silver and Alex Reynolds hit the ring, but Claudio and Yuta stop them. So Hangman Page comes out. He's got probably me. better off. <laughs> Truthfully, yeah. Um but uh, about how, you know, he, he was never going to change himself. He was always going to be who he was going to be. Um, he said, I'm probably the worst business person in this company because I told uh, Tony Khan, uh, I'm never going anywhere else because this is going to be the only place that lets me be me. I'm not worried about some bidding war in 2024. Yeah. This is what I'm going to be. And then he started talking shit about everyone who uh, posts on Twitter about not getting used enough, which, <laughs> again... Perhaps a little shooty shooty, but yeah. he's not wrong. No, there's a lot of facts said in this segment, but um, but you know he said uh, he he's uh, he wants a title shot, and if he doesn't get it, he's going to bash MJF's face in with his skateboard, and if he doesn't get it, he's going to go whine on Twitter. <laughs> which yeah. who who thought Darby got jokes? I mean, yeah, really. <laughs> yeah comedy is not the forefront when you think Darby Island. So MJF is all pissed. He takes off his sunglasses, showing he has two massive black eyes still from the Iron Man match. Yeah, he got his ass kicked. To which Darby said, whoa, Max, you look like shit. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, great delivery. Uh, which was fantastic. 10 out of 10. Um, would recommend. Uh, MJF said uh, that Sammy was going to propose to a new girl in seven months. Yep. Uh, which, you know, hey, well warranted. And he said he's the only pillar who can keep this place up. He's beaten all of them in singles matches. None of them deserve to get near the world title. So, I mean, uh, at the moment, he's not wrong. <laughs> right. Uh, but this, of course, turned into a big brawl. MJF got pushes, pushed off the apron, and he goes through, surprise, surprise, Chekhov's cake that had been yeah. sitting outside during the entire segment of course. for a couple minutes. Yeah. Um, and to the point where Claudio comes down, it's like, look, motherfucker. We're going to do a, 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 four-way. a four-way, a double yeah. or nothing. I think a four-way, a double or nothing is the way to go. Yeah. Because, those four, yeah. Yeah. Because these four guys are ready to be at the top. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of different storyline, you know, beats and way you can play it out with Max working smarter, not harder. While those three guys are beating the shit out of each other, he's just, you know, chomping on some popcorn in the front row or throwing drinks on a kid or something like that. You know what he does? <laughs> yes. He's, he just set up stunt kids for him in the crowd. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can just dump water on top of yeah. consistently. Yeah. Uh, and and also, I think there would be a good story in there about how MJF can lose the title in a four way. Yes. Without being pinned. Right. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, that that turns the odds against a guy who always seems to be ahead of the odds. Right. But then he'll hire somebody to help him or something. Oh, yeah. They're their old go to. He's rich. So he hires people, goons to help him out. Between you, me and this podcast. Uh, at this point, I'd have Wardlow be his heater again because fucking Wardlow needs something. Yeah. Um, Who's there? Goons. What? Hired goons. <laughs> <laughs> Hired goons here. Um. They showed a video of Chris Jericho being honored with Chris Jericho way. Mm-hmm. This is the way. And uh, then we went right into the six man tag of the Blackpool Combat Club of John Moxley, Claudio Classignoli and Wheeler Yuta against Yoops. Hangman Adam Page and the Dark Order of Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. Stu. This match absolutely fucking ruled and yeah. rightfully so. Got Stu Grayson a new deal in AEW. Good for him, man. Yeah. Uh, Tragically Canadian Stu Grayson. Yeah, yeah. He put it it in. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I I still think it's a little weird that the Blackpool Combat Club have gone this heel this fast. Like, there doesn't seem to have been, like, uh, an igniting incident. Yeah. It could have been, but sure. Fucking lean in. And Yuta's still working babyface as is Claudio on Ring of Honor TV, which I guess oh. is the flaw of them filming it in advance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, I like the viciousness. Uh, you know, we've said before we want to see Yuta kind of get up in people's asses, and he's getting there. He's uh, getting there, but he still needs to work on his mean guy face because yeah. it looks very cringe. Yeah. Uh, Claudio has always been really good as a heel, and yeah. Mox's wild animal is always great. Yeah. I think what is more important in this, though, is how much they've gotten fucking Evil Uno over. Yeah. I like the guy. Seems like a good, A, seems like a good dude outside of the ring. But yes. B, always been a capable performer in the ring, especially for someone of his size. Yeah, he's a larger fellow. And, uh, you know, he's really gotten over. Uh, yes, they were in Canada and all, but he's really gotten over with the live crowd. And, um, you know, hey, uh, more power to him. Yeah, I mean, then having Stu back had, I think, a good amount to do with that because they got to hit their tandems and, mm-hmm. you know, the old Super Smash Brothers stuff they used to do. Um, so Grayson got hit by a pop-up uppercut by Claudio, rear, rear naked choke by Mox right out of that pop-up. Uh, that gets the finish. Moxley gets the bulldog choke, uh, refuses to let go. 
Yeah. Uh, which means, of course, uh, Paige and Uno are trying to break that up. Uh, they get beaten down, so out come John Silver and Alex Reynolds, and they start brawling through the crowd. And tag team battle royals are just clusterfucks of messiness. It's just yeah, bat the piss out of that's each some other. good cardio. Yeah, <laughs> I would imagine like in between when they're off TV, they're all 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 are sitting back there, like all right, maybe Mox isn't enjoying a beer, but like everybody's just kind kind of kicking back. He actually the shits. Uh, he actually drinks and promotes a brand of non-alcoholic beer. Good for him. Yeah, um, it's one of the few times he makes use of social media. Saint Moxie's girl. <laughs> um, Juice Robinson had a pre-recorded promo about Ugh. Ricky Starks. <laughs> I think Juice is a great promo guy, and I said last week on paper this might be fine. Follow through didn't really make me feel great about it. Let me tell you, so the go. rest of the card could literally be—I don't know—Peter Avalon doing his taxes. It's a speed bump for Ricky. Yeah. Um, Jade Cargill had her open Canadian challenge for the TBS title. Yeah. And uh, the woman in the ring who got fuck a job or entrance was Nicole Matthews. Okay. Who, is that a. Uh, she worked in uh, Shimmer. She's been on the Indies okay. for almost 20 years. She's super mm-hmm. talented, but got absolutely murdered within 30 seconds. Is that the uh, younger brother of Corey Matthews? <laughs> yes. Yes. Or your sister, rather. Yeah, younger that, sister. That girl met World and also met a jaded in 30 seconds. Yeah. So her yeah, girl's yeah. up 34 and 0. This brings out Renee... 54 and 0. Oh, sorry. Yes, 54 and 0. Yeah, uh, this brings you. out Renee Paquette uh, to interview Jade. Uh, and uh, Jade's like, look, I wanted Canada's best. Hey, wait a minute. You're Canadian, aren't <laughs> yeah. you? Her pushing uh, pushing uh, Renee around was great. Yes. And then uh, this brings out the debuting Taya Valkyrie to yeah. a mild Tepid? to positive reaction. Yeah. Um, she lays lays out uh, Layla Gray. Yeah, lay, uh, gets in the face of Jade Cargill, hits the jaded on Layla Gray. Does Taya Valkyrie and uh, a bunch of referees, Mark Sterling, hit the ring and hold back Jade. So it looks like that's the big thing. Um, what I know you are a, not just because of her Lucha Underground background, but in general, right. I know you're a big bigger Taya Valkyrie uh, supporter. I don't yeah. know enough about her. Like she seems nice what i've seen of her she yeah. seems talented enough she's a sweetheart very nice in um, person you know how do you feel about how this angle went it, it was okay i mean i'm sure everybody was expecting a bigger pop yeah <laughs> yeah uh but you know she's from canada but i don't think she spent a lot of time in canada in the past like 10 years so it's kind of you know it's not like she's walking around flying the flag i mean she spent right. a lot of time in mexico did a lot of lucha stuff spent a good number of years in impact a year or two in wwe yeah. um and now here she is uh with aew so um you know it was fine and she had a little uh tune-up match on uh on rampage which we'll get to in a minute but mm-hmm. you know I, I think she's more than capable in the ring and she's been using that finisher basically the glam slam yeah um she's been using it for a while she has a different name for it um but that's gonna be part of the the whole build here um but you know do i think she's the one to dethrone jade jade no i don't uh, yeah, I, I still think it's Chris Statlander, uh, yeah. especially because a few weeks ago when they mentioned her by name, actually two weeks ago, yeah, two weeks ago. Um, they mentioned her by name in an outcast yeah. promo. People were losing their fucking minds. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, we'll see yeah, what happens yeah. there. Tony Schiavone backstage with Ricky Starks, like we said, working for two. Yeah. Um, said it was relevant to be in Bullet Club in 2015. Fair. <laughs> Fair point. And uh, he said, you know, if it's an issue with uh, me, you got uh, Juice Robinson. We can do it anytime, any place. Hell, bring anyone. So maybe we'll see. Uh, finally, Yujiro make his <laughs> uh, uh God. <laughs> we had a hype video showcasing both the upcoming international title match between Orange Cassidy and Jeff Jarrett, but more importantly, clips from Shazam. And uh, it was fine. <laughs> it was fine. Uh, I mean, look. Cross synergy is, is stupid, but it's something we live with nowadays. So, you know, it's like watching Ted Lasso and seeing an Apple product on screen every three seconds. You know, it's just it's, it's just kind of what we live with. Part of what it is. Yeah. Now we had the debut edition of QTV, and it turns out QTV is the second best TMZ impression. I was just going to say the same. They weren't laughing nearly enough. No. And their water bottles were not uh, large enough. Can we just can we just bring in Will Arnett? I mean, yeah, he, yeah. you know, bring I mean, him in, bring in uh, Mike Birbiglia, uh, Eric Andre, uh, Chelsea Peretti. Yeah, just just I mean, fucking Andre is already part of the WBD family. Like, let's go. Right. Yeah, there you go. Uh, That'll be a tie in for his uh, show coming back soon to Adult Swim. Yeah, um, it was fine. Like some people were talking about how this was like the worst segment in the history of pro wrestling. It wasn't. Oh no, there have been far worse segments even on AEW. Yeah. Um who's the chick? Uh Harley Cameron is her name. Okay. Has she, she hasn't been done anything in AEW before, right? No. 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 Uh this this was a first for her. I believe she's okay. a former page six girl. Um what is that? Is a, it's really a tabloid in the UK that, that on oh, their okay. page six they uh, feature scantily clad women. Oh, okay. Bikini uh, model. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Um, and I Googling? think she's... What's her name again? Uh, Harley <laughs> Cameron. And I think she did music with uh, Scarlett from uh, WWE. Bordeaux? Yeah. Um, like, I'm not going to say this is a good segment. I didn't I didn't care for it. Um, they're, they're turning the whole break-in into Wardlow's car. It's a kayfabe thing now. Yeah. Um, Aaron Solo was apparently responsible. Uh, which really just underlines that, you know, Bailey was smart to get away from him. Um, <laughs> Breaking the law, committing crimes in a very different parking lot that was originally shown when right. we're Lowe's tweet. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what what I uh, what I really enjoyed about that was Hobbs really didn't give a fuck about the segment. It was just like, all right, uh, I'm just going to beat the fuck out of somebody on Rampage. Let's see who steps yeah. up. I'm fine with that. Sure. Um we did have the international title match between Orange Cassidy and Jeff Jarrett. Hot take in ground. I can see it in your face. I, I think Jeff Jarrett might actually be the best he's ever been in AEW. <laughs> that motherfucker took one bump that entire match. Yeah. Did every single Memphis-style shortcut in the book. Yep. And it absolutely fucking worked. Hey, man. Look. <laughs> the, the, the IQ... The IQ is up there as much as we make, and Justin specifically might hate it. Yeah. The uh, the ring IQ is uh, S tier. I I I hate myself for this. I really do. But I had such a great fucking time with this match. It was a good match. I mean, look, especially OC... when I realized like three minutes in, Jeff has not taken a bump. 
Yeah. And I'm sitting there going like, is he not going to take any bumps at all? It's shenanigan city. I think the only bump he took, I can think of one, maybe two, depending on how you count. One is he took the bump for the orange punch. Yes. The finish. Yeah. But the other one is, are we counting him flat backing himself during the figure four? <laughs> no, I don't because think otherwise so. that dude made an entire meal out of doing nothing. Hey man, look, work with what you got and he's got the IQ and, uh, you know, I, I look as, you know, uh, as Memphis as it was with all the, all the shenanigans throughout, uh, you know, it was, it was a fine match. Yeah. I didn't hate it by yeah. any means. Look, we've been on record, Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, or as we like calling them, these assholes. <sighs> these assholes. Yeah. Uh, not favorites of ours, but no. the, their whole involvement with the Orange Cassidy Best Friends crew has worked infinitely better than I think any of us th- thought possible. Yeah, they're, they're definitely, the Best Friends are better foils for them than the Acclaimed was. Yeah. That, um, that kind of fell flat. And uh, Jeff Jarrett. Uh, and whoever else put together that match definitely knew that people did not want to see Jeff Jarrett win. So they put together every possible way that you would think this yeah. motherfucker is going to be the inter- uh, international champion. Yeah. Uh, so, again, kudos to the team at AEW for putting together the way they did. Yeah. Uh, but Orange Cassidy hits the Orange, pun- Orange Punch excuse me, and gets the victory and uh, rolls on as international champion. The Acclaimed has a music video that was about was, being the acclaimed. I yeah. I didn't have much for you on that one. I guess a reestablishing type uh thing here. Yeah. I guess. And I, I guess also it was a, a better and different way of doing the uh you know, sort of cut in of look at the AEW stars being appreciated by fans at event this past week. Right, yeah, that's fair. So yeah, that um the outcast came out to cut a promo, which is mostly notable for the fact that Soraya said twat on national television. <laughs> Bless her heart. Uh apparently got fined for that. I uh, mean, yeah. <laughs> and but and I don't it's know a great if the, word. It's an underused word. It, it is. I don't know if this is actually a new rule in AEW or if this is being told to people like Sean Ross Sapp that it is a new rule in AEW, so people go, ooh, when it happens. But it is said that coming out of this promo, talent is being told to not body shame the audience anymore. Uh, I mean, that's a tried and true wrestling trope, though. Right. And my thought is, did they leak this to the sheets so people were like, oh, they're shooting, brother? Well, yeah, <laughs> maybe. That's certainly yeah. a possibility. Um, but this, uh, was just the outcast shitting on, you know, the, the homegrown faces of AEW, which, yeah. uh, led to Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter in full Canadian tuxedos yeah. running into the ring and going after the outcasts. Well, uh, ultimately the numbers game gets a hold of them. So out comes Riho with a goddamn pipe. Bless her. Bless her tiny little heart. Wearing world's best boss socks. She's the best. <laughs> I love Rio. Yeah. Fucking weirdos on Twitter. Yeah. Um, Still not as good as she does Instagram, but yeah, yeah, very true. Matt Menard, and Angelo Parker talked about how uh, they claimed music video made Matt Menard's nipples hard. <laughs> so stupid. I don't know why I'm laughing at it. And then the main event was the three way 
trios title match between the House of Black of Malachi Black, Buddy Matthews, and Brody King defending the House of Black of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks, and then the Jericho Appreciation Society of Chris Jericho, Daniel Garcia, and Sammy Guevara. I ask you this, Chris: Is it possible for a match to be very good yet also a disappointment? Um, what are your disappointments of it? It felt like it never reached the real fevered pace that I, I wanted out of this group. Well, I think you got spoiled with Elite and uh, Death Black. Triangle and, oh, and, and, and Triangle, House yeah. of Black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, it felt like they were definitely like a step back. Look, you got Jericho speed. in a match. All right. You're not going to do a full sprint. Garcia and Sammy are right there. Yeah, I know, but and, I mean, you're in Winnipeg, so Jericho true. has to be a focal point, as does Kenny. And I think in that respect, they did a pretty good job of, Very you know, true. the standoff between the two of them, them teaming up to to get Brody off the top rope, yeah. sort of situation. The the crowd was eating out of their palms. Yeah. Also, it was a little bit of a bummer. I I recognize that you know that neither one of the hero teams got to triumph here. Yeah. But the crowd yeah. died pretty fucking hard when. Uh, they hit Dante's Inferno yeah. for the finish. So that was a little bit of a bummer, especially because eh. I think House of Black are absolutely killing it and continue to do so in this yeah. match. But um, neither of the Winnipegians won. So. Right, right. Um, they got Winnipegged. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Um, but yes, House of Black won. House uh, of Black. The effort of making Brody King look like the biggest monster in the fucking company continues and yeah, continues check mark. to be effective. Yep. Um, fucking Jericho was putting him super over in the match, so credit yeah. to Jericho. Um, Hit a really nice lion salt, too, yeah. to Jericho. Um, and I will say, on entrances alone, this felt like a very big deal. Yeah. Well, I mean, they all have great entrances. Right. I mean, Jericho's is kind of just them walking around to the song but you know house of black and elite big theatrical sort of uh stuff there and and, you know. and everyone in winnipeg knew all the words for judas so that made the, the Jericho yeah. Association society intro all the better I, I wonder if there was a breakdown of spotify streaming of that song what percentage would come from winnipeg manitoba probably a, a very very high percentage yeah yeah, yeah. like um, over under 45 very likely. Yeah. Very likely. But Friday brought, of course, the show we were waiting on. Yeah. What was interesting was before that, Tony Khan said, fuck your shit, everybody. On Wednesday, we're doing fucking Kenny Omega versus <laughs> fucking El Hijo del Vikingo. Yeah. In fucking Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? It's a show me state, so they're going to go out there. They're showing out, baby. They're going to show, uh, show the world. They're here to show the world what uh, Ijo del Vikingo can do. Yeah, and uh, for everyone who was doing the same old shit, who, how are we supposed to know who this guy is? How is this a dream match? We never heard of this guy who before. Herp this guy? Herp herp. It my is butthole. literally two of the finest workers of the 21st century going in and having a match. Yeah. If you don't get excited by that, if you don't get excited on paper of 
a fucking like World Series of Wrestling happening in front of you. Well, I understand what's happening, but the peop- the casual viewers don't know who this guy is. <laughs> the casual hey. viewers don't exist anymore. Casual viewers for fucking anything don't exist anymore. This is true. Even look look at the ratings of fucking NBA. Like, yeah, they draw single digit millions. Yeah, for the NBA. To be fair, I am a casual viewer of Rampage. <laughs> fair. Fair. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's the only no show such thing as a casual viewer of anything no. anymore. If there's any other show I watch, I watch every fucking episode. Yeah. Or I don't watch it at all. That's yeah. that's it. Because that is the nature of television programming at this point in 2023. Because yeah, there's Everything so fucking is, much of it. And it's narrowcasted. Yes, it's, it's super niche. Nothing is built for everyone niche. anymore. Niche? niche? Niche. I say niche. Um, Woo. but Woo. um, little niche, little niche. <laughs> so dumb. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I'm sorry if if you can't get excited about a really good match between then two of the greatest. Don't watch wrestling. World, Fuck don't off. watch wrestling. Yeah. Go away. I don't even know why I follow that guy anymore. It's like it pisses me off every tweet from him I read. Rush. Uh, well, I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I mean, I recognize why the rough house account follows as many accounts as it does you're playing the game i get it but this is just a point of truth it's been true before twitter got as shitty as it was yes yeah it's even truer now you follow more than 200 people it's way too much input a hundred percent way too much input yeah our our timeline is not very curated at all it's just a smorgasbord of shitty wrestling takes uh some movie podcasts and accounts and um fat kid deals (laughs) <laughs> yeah, a lot of fat kid deals. That guy posts a lot. I'm worried yeah. about the fat kid. Hey, I got some. I picked up a new uh, desk chair that I'm sitting in that I assembled yesterday from Fat Kid Deals. So Hell yeah! Here we go. So uh, Dynamite aired. It's not very comfortable. Aired at. <laughs> you see me? I'm yeah, yeah, the you've whole been moving time. around a lot. Maybe not the best deal. Yeah, um, well, you know. Uh, I need to. Sorry, not Dynamite. Rampage aired at eleven forty-five. Yeah, I Friday went downstairs night. at like ten fifteen. Like, oh, I'll catch you know some of the stuff, and then it was still basketball game. I'm like, yep, yeah. all right, going to bed. Yeah, it was. It was well, I didn't go to bed. I went upstairs and watched waiting, but that's a whole other. Thing. <laughs> it was. It was pushed back to. Well, it was supposed to air at eleven thirty. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because yeah. of the the mad marchness. Yes. And uh, instead, it got. Push back even further because again, March against which meant my DVR didn't catch it, but it's okay. Uh, it's on the app, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I was able to check it out. It's just my oh, okay. DVR got maybe a quarter of it because gotcha. of, of everything, anyway. Um, commentary was Excalibur, Tony Schiavone, and Paul Wright. Uh, yeah, <sighs> Paul, Paul, no Paul. BS, Paul White. Um, Paul White, sorry, not he Wright. just and I know he's a large man. But I can't get over the fact that whenever he talks, he kind of has a Jericho thing where he half yells everything he says on commentary. Yeah. And with the the massive jaws of that guy, <laughs> it just sounds like an angry fat guy yelling. Uh, and this is coming from literally an angry fat guy yelling into a microphone at this moment. I understand the irony of this. Yeah. But it's it's a lot for an hour long TV program. So thank you for listening to an hour 15 of me yelling to this microphone. Um. <laughs> Show kicked off with the TNT Championship match between Powerhouse Hobbs and Ray Phoenix. Powerhouse. This was super fun. Uh, I mean, 
Hobbs got it a lot on Phoenix. The, uh, if, this if was definitely more quibble, about getting Hobbs over. Sure, yeah. If I if I had a quibble, I mean, he worked him over a lot, and Phoenix got his hope spots in there and still looked good, and it wasn't yeah. a complete burial, but it was it was a lot of work done on Phoenix here, a little more than I would have liked. Yeah, I I think there's a recognition, and this is not to take away from Penta or Phoenix. Um, I think there's a recognition especially among a lot of the 2019 AEW class where it's like, it's time to use these guys to transfer heat. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it's no different than the elite jobbing as clean as sure. they did to the house of black. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. I, I think there's a recognition of like guy like Phoenix, he can lose and yeah. it's, it's going to be accepted just fine. A guy like Hobbs beating Cannot. him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That is a lot. Like yeah. that is a big deal. Well, I'm just hoping this leads to Hobbs versus Penta next week because yeah, that's a lot more. And also what I found interesting is I always, I don't know why – maybe I expected Phoenix to be shorter or Hobbs to be taller, but they weren't that different in height when yeah. they were standing face-to-face. Yeah. I was kind of kind of taken aback yeah. by that. Hobbs is wide. Yeah. Is the thing. King Kong Bundy. Yeah. Um, um, but another thing – fuck, what was I going to say? Oh. Shit, fuck balls. Um I had something and I lost it. Sorry, I'll come back. And I'm sorry if it's because I interrupted. Oh, um, here's what it is. Um, it, to circle back to, to you know, these people being used for heat and stuff like that. Yeah. With the Lucha Bros especially, it's see, there's not really a lot of 50-50 booking mm-hmm. in terms of they win one, they lose one. It's either yeah. they're on a winning streak or they fucking lose all the time. Fair. And there's not, not a lot of in between with them. and. Um, clearly, at this point, since they dropped the titles, they're on the lose all the fucking times sort of situation. Right. Unless um, they're, you know, fighting nobodies on Dark or whatever. Right. Um, before I forget uh, about uh, our boy Penta, yeah. um, something that's been really fun this week is, intentionally or not, a lot of guys in AEW and New Japan have been... Uh, Going into business for themselves. Oh, brother. And uh, calling some shots for Forbidden Door 2. Okay. Um, Brody King, he said he wants a match with Shingo. I mean, yeah, 100%. Singles, trios, tag, whatever. He wants Shingo. Okay. Uh, uh, Someone got a video of Orange Cassidy playing air guitar at the Winnipeg show. And Uh he reposted saying, you know, sometimes people have called me Ace. Man, that match would fucking roll. I mean, both guys, especially at this point in the career of Tanahashi, know how to yeah. do more with less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I, I think that'd be a really cool sort of you know nod to how much OC went beyond people's expectations last year. Well, I mean, he, he'd be the guy to fight all the living uh, and active Japanese legends. Yeah. You know, he already got Shibata. All right. Yeah. Now he's now now he'll get uh, Tana. Only a matter of time before he fights Okada right. one way or another, even though I think he's technically a member of Chaos. But yeah, Chaos will explode. Yeah. Um, chaos will occur. Yeah. It's, it's uh, chaos. Roosh said he wants to team up with Naito and Andrade. So all the leaders of L.I. or sorry, of Los Ignobles. In Gobernables, gotcha. Are yeah. together in one match. That'd be cool. Be awesome. Yeah. The, the bit that really ties into us here at the Rough House is El Desperado said he wants Penta. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> let's go. I mean, I still Spooky hold skeleton true. boys. Let's go. I still hold true to my ultimate dream match of Penta versus Shingo. I mean, I would yeah. be I would be no good. 
Yeah. <laughs> no good for, you know, that entire match and at least 15 minutes after. Yeah. Uh, but Brody and Shingo, I mean, really, Shingo versus most of the AEW roster, I'm, I'm pretty high on. Yeah. But fucking Despy and yeah. Penta, let yeah. us fuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that, I, I didn't even know I wanted that till. Yeah, till no, I, I had an idea, but yeah. It's, <laughs> I it's mean, just, look. Now that it's at least been teased, right, I'm, uh, right. I'm here for it. Um, anyway. Uh, continuing on, uh, Adam Cole. Oh, sorry. Quick Baby. note that I wanted to mention from yeah. uh, the the TNT title match. Post match, QT Marshall gave a diamond cutter to Alex Abrahentes. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Real nice one too. Yeah, uh, which really endeared QT Marshall to certain elements of the AEW fan base. <laughs> um, Adam Cole cut a promo talking about his return match on March 29th. We still don't know who he's going against. Yeah. Um, Stu Grayson cut a promo from the hospital. Where Evil Uno is recovering from a concussion. Yeah. And um, now, if Stu were a heel, he would have said, "I'm here at the at the Canadian hospital getting free healthcare, <laughs> getting taken care of, getting free, free healthcare right here in right Canada, here. <laughs> in uh, Manitoba." He challenged John Moxley for Dynamite on Wednesday to get some yeah. revenge, which would probably be a very good match. Yeah. Um, Taya Valkyrie uh, took out Ava Lawless in under two minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, Valkyrie's spear was ugly as sin. Wasn't but, great, but you know uh, she has other moves. Yeah, uh, and hit of course the jaded. Does uh, every Canadian have to do a spear now? Is that kind of a? Uh, you know, it's well, what they teach people. Yeah, and uh, instead of doing a figure yeah, four, they do a sharpshooter. It's just kind of exactly. you know, once you cross the border, they're like, all right, here's your passport. Okay, you're a wrestler. All right, so you have to do a spear and a, and a sharpshooter. Wrestler not allowed back into the country. <laughs> An incredible vignette aired. If there, for me, if there's anything you watch from Dyn- or not Dynamite, sorry, Rampage, it needs Gosh, to be yeah. this. An incredible vignette aired as Matt Hardy and Ethan Page were training Stokely Hathaway for his match against Hook next week. Yeah, that was, I that was... don't know why Matt Hardy was wearing a Ribera jacket, but he was <laughs> training because it's a trainer's jacket. Yeah, no, it's perfect. Loved it. Stoke and then Stoke finishing by eating a cookie. That's a good ass cookie. At the end. Oh. <laughs> That's great shit, man. Oh, man. He's so good. He, he, I, I love him so much. Stoke, uh, Stoke has a one-way trip to my funny bone. I, yeah. I don't know how he does it, but he's yeah. so good. Uh, Matt Menard and Angela Parker, or 2.0, if you will, they defeated the Bollywood Boys. Yeah. They're nice to see on Rampage. Um, I, I think they're really talented guys. And, You're fine. Uh, it I, seemed like the one guy, when he had his hot tag and was just doing all his moves, was just like, all the basic pro wrestling moves and nothing really, yeah. you know, flashy or innovative. But okay, he performed them well. Yeah. It's just like okay, drop toe hold, spinning heel kick, power slam, like all the moves from Super WrestleMania from fucking Sega Genesis or something. <laughs> uh, but the uh, double team implant DDT got the finish for 2.0, uh, and and it does look like they're building to them versus uh, the, the acclaimed. acclaimed which yeah, sure. If for the promo battles alone, yeah, I think would be a great time. Uh, Matt Menard, by the way, needs to get on that Jericho diet because, uh, <laughs> and again, zero room to talk over here, but also not a professional athlete on national television. To be fair, Menard just getting over fucking up his shoulder. So, oh, was probably... that his? Well, it clearly wasn't his eating shoulder. So. Right, right. <laughs> I'm just saying he can't lift right now. So you don't have to. You can run, brother. <laughs> you do a sit up for twenty. Come on. <laughs> Um, we finally started to get to the fireworks factory with Don Callis and Kanosuke Takeshita. Yeah, 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 yeah. As, uh, 
They showed a video from the Winnipeg airport as Takeshita was greeted by Don Callis with flowers and a drummer. I, I mean, <laughs> the same guys that uh, uh, played Sting to the ring at WrestleMania play button. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I got to say, this has the potential to be really fun, if only because I started to remember the Don Callis and Kenny Omega in random locations promos. Uh, yeah. Do, where Marvez yeah. would just pop up and be like, you guys are playing golf or you're at an elementary school. Yeah, or, here's our mansion what? with this massive uh, portrait 18. of Don Callis above the uh, fireplace. Um, but yeah, I, I, I liked it a lot. And, and especially just because Takesh's face is just completely clueless. Yeah. He, so he I, I, I love it. I love it. Uh, and then the main event was Daniel Garcia <laughs> versus Brody King. Um, Bad Brody. I I enjoyed this match. Uh, King had a hell of a black hole slam after the commercial break. Um, yeah. That was awesome. Uh, but the finish was very surprising as Chris Jericho pops up and murks Brody with his bat. Yep. Yep. Hits him in the head. And then uh, Garcia locks in a uh, dragon a choke. sleeper. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Dragon Sleeper. And, uh, yes, squeaked out a uh, a cheating victory here. And Garcia, <clears throat> usually a tweeter and deleter, but he kept this one up. Uh, he posted a photo of him celebrating with Brody on the mat and s- sent out this choice tweet that said, uh, sports entertainers greater than lore. And I <laughs> shit myself laughing. <laughs> I missed that. That's fucking great. Yeah. Um, yeah. He even retweeted himself on it because he was very proud of it, <laughs> as well you should have. Yes, yes. Pat yourself on the back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then uh, Dynamite Wednesday, hell of a fucking card. <laughs> um, John Moxley against Stu Grayson. Tony Storm against Sky Blue. Top Flight getting a tag title shot against the Gun Club, which I think might actually outperform what you would think on paper. Uh, the, the Gun Club are s- quietly talented in ring for as irritating as I find them to be. And yeah, they're still a little, yeah. where am I supposed to be at this point sort of thing, but that'll that'll get better with time. Uh, we got the Stokely Hathaway hook match, and holy fucking shit, Omega Vikingo live on TPS. Yeah. What an amazing world <laughs> we live in that that's just going to be on national television. You better give them at least 20, Tony. Come on. Yeah. yeah give them at least 20 minutes. And if they're headlining, you better tell motherfuckers to not go along in their yeah. segment. Looking at you, Max. All right. <laughs> looking at fucking you. Yes. All right. Or Jeff Jarrett. Looking at you, too. <laughs> Although I feel like Jarrett, you know, yeah. kind of No, no. Back. Jeff Jarrett hits his time. No yeah. bumps. Hits his time. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't he great? Yeah. <laughs> the Rough House Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughHouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Rough House Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Rough House Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Rough House Redos, and Rough House Divided movie trivia games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod- House uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. I'm Jeremy Barash. I can't spell Barash without rash, bro. This is Jeremy Bro Rash. Do you have an itchy dick? 
Or try Jeremy Borash's Bro Rash Cream. Made from Dixie Spit. She spits in each tube and then you rub it on your Bro Rashed junk. Hi, I'm Justin Schlegel. Every time I see Madison Rain on screen, I take my wang out, throttle it. Sometimes to the point where it looks like it's got a chemical burn. Thank God for Jeremy Barash's Bro Rash Cream. Burn itchy dick. You're welcome, Justin. Jeremy Barash's Bro Rash Cream, bro. It'll help the rash on your dick. Can also be used on labias, butt cheeks, assholes, taints, and grunts. 